0: What is going on, Tecmo team? Andy here with the Tecmo bros coming at you. We have a fun show scheduled for you. We actually are doing this remotely today. And we brought back the OG Tecmo bro, Sam. Sam, thanks for being here with us. What's
1: up, Tecmo team? It's good to be here. Glad to be working remotely from home uh, and glad to be able to record here. Uh, Finally got the setup going that we were looking for to get me back with the team.
0: Yeah, it's just good that we uh, finally got this all working. It's very exciting. Gets us a lot more flexibility to get you guys the content that you deserve. And, of course, you subscribe for it. But before we get into it, make sure you take a minute to follow us on Twitter at Techmo Bros. Like us on our Facebook page, Tecmo Bros Fantasy Football. And, of course, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platforms. Sam, you ready to get started?
1: Absolutely am. Let's do this.
0: Awesome. Let's talk about the bet that Ben and I have going on for the season. We haven't seen Ben in a while, but he's still with us here in spirit. It's Carson Wentz versus Daniel Jones. Right now, just in a standard point scoring league, Ben, of course, is on team Daniel Jones. I am on team Carson Wentz, as hard as that may be, but I'm starting to pull away. I'm starting to pull away from Ben and Daniel Jones. Carson Wentz, standard scoring 115 points he is the QB 9 on the season Daniel Jones is at a whopping 65 puts them somewhere in the low teens or 20s for QBs this season there's still time it's still a little bit early but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about Carson Wentz pulling away Sam what's your prediction on the Wentz versus Daniel Jones situation
1: well, earlier in the year, I would have uh, been on the Daniel Jones train, but with the loss of Saquon Barkley and the complete loss of the running game in New York, uh, they've looked like a shell of themselves. You know, I was excited with New York having all their weapons and unfortunately just haven't been able to stay healthy. Sterling Shepherd's still hurt. Obviously, we've talked about quads. It's just not the same team. They look good when they're good, but they look really bad when they're bad. And honestly, that just has left the door open for Philly to just be Philly. Carson Wentz hasn't been great, but he's been just good enough to win this bet.
0: You got to wonder if they actually gave him some, you know, if Alshon were healthy, if Deshaun Jackson were healthy, if Miles Sanders could stay on the field and they had an actual O-line, you have to wonder if maybe, just maybe, my prediction of Carson Wentz being a top five key. QB comes to fruition this season honestly
1: i would have loved to have seen that i think that uh for as bad as Wentz has looked this year already how many interceptions he's thrown a lot of that has to do with the banged up team he has and the fact that he's been able to kind of kind of keep it together his team staying competitive in a lot of games and honestly the eagles are still competitive in that terrible terrible division
0: i mean that is that is still anybody's ball game to grab up in the nfc east but i want to just jump quick we're doing kind of a micro show for all y'all, for y'all today. Uh we're just going to talk about a little bit of stuff that we saw over the weekend in terms of games and, and whatnot. And I just want to start out by saying that overtime football is never fun to play against. It's always fun when it's your guy, but uh Derek Henry is, is just a monster and he's truly living up to that first-round draft capital that people put into him. I, I expected a little bit of regression, but Derrick Henry is just a beast. What do you think?
1: Uh, I We were talking a little bit about angering the, the fantasy football gods, and I see Derrick Henry as uh, Kratos killing all the fantasy football gods and claiming that throne for himself. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> he is unbelievable on the field the things that he does and this tennessee team is starting to heat up early in the year they had a a couple of hiccups obviously the the covid thing got passed around the locker room uh weirdly enough and now they're starting to hit their stride and this is the team that we thought we were going to get right away uh aj brown's coming back he looks to be healthy and he's doing aj brown things and that's just opening up running lanes for king henry to destroy opposing teams
0: Absolutely. And and other things that we thought earlier in the season, we were wondering how Deshaun Watson would look with a, a, a brand new wide receiver core. And we were cautious about Will Fuller 5 and we were optimistic about Brandon Cooks, but it appears we should have been optimistic and had faith in both of them because both those guys right now are looking like top receivers.
1: You know, without a, a real offseason, without a preseason, a lot of these teams uh, started slow and kind of came chugging out the gates. And this week was kind of the week where we got to see a lot of the good teams start to figure it out. Um, we saw, you know, Watson and, and Houston start to kind of dial in with the timing with the receivers. That's looking really good. Tennessee's getting better. Uh, as we fast forward, there's going to be some other, you know, teams that we expected to be really good, like, like Tampa Bay starting to look really good. And that's going to kind of, sec- I think, separate the pack as the season goes on, because the teams who who stumbled out of the gates are and are still stumbling are probably going to get left behind.
0: Yeah. And and that says, you know, teams being left behind. The Falcons finally showed what the talent they have on their team looks like. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones had some nice comeback weeks after injuries and lackluster performances. Who would have thought that Dan Quinn was the problem? I mean, if you're a Falcon, surprise, fan, you, you knew Dan Quinn was the problem. Like, you know. I had a friend of ours, a mutual friend, uh, text me saying, who knew that Dan Quinn was the problem after you know so long? And I'm like, everyone, everyone who is a Falcons fan has been calling for him to get fired for God Honestly, knows
1: how long. That seemed like an open and shut case. Like, you just got to remo- <laughs> remove <laughs> the open issue. And shut. Yes. Uh, oh wink, wink, maybe the next to go.
0: Yeah, Adam Gase is terrible. But Justin Jefferson is uh, still exploding as a rookie. It's good to see him pick up where Stefan Diggs left off in. if they can start
1: figuring it out if they you know if cousins can get Thielen and Jefferson both going at the same time that team's going to get better and they're going to start winning more games
0: absolutely and you know otherwise your studs did stud things you know George Kittle was there Clyde Edwards Lair had a good game you know Travis Kelsey monster so all your studs did stud things but Derek Henry just being on the opposite end of him this week uh was Just it was an awe to watch, but it was sad for my fantasy team.
1: That was that was tough. But uh, what was even more surprising to me was uh, watching the Monday night game, uh, seeing Kenyon Drake. Granted, that game was out of hand early, Dallas looks uh, terrible, they lost dac and they've lost their spirit and arizona just ran all over it kyler murray did kyler murray things and when the game was firmly in their grasp Kenyon drake god's hands took it home and nearly made you uh lose your lunch actually yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> i was i was actually packing it in for the evening because it was you know it's late here in central time and you know i saw that there was what a minute and 50 seconds left, and I was up by 15, I believe it was. And I'm like, great, this is open and shut. Yeah, dust off the hands. And then all of a sudden, God's hands just dusted off a 69 yard touchdown run. And uh not to brag, but I was able to pull the victory by 0. 0.02 points.
1: Thank God for fractional points, right? That's
0: that's good for I mean, granted, even if it wasn't fractional, I had him on bench points. So worst case scenario but
1: never something you want to brag about. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I started the wrong people. Hey, <laughs> I
0: left 40 on the bench. Good for me. Ha ha ha. But anyways, cause those were, those were a couple of bad calls that we made that, that I didn't start the right people. And I'm sure everyone's had a bench tear in their lives, but one segment we want to do again, this is kind of a micro show. We want to get to just some silly, dumb predictions uh, for the season and just for this next coming week. So, Sam and I both wrote down a handful of predictions that are a little out there, but we think are going to be good options for you guys to consider. And we want to hear thoughts from you, again, on our Twitter page at Techmo Bros, on our Facebook, Techmo Bros Fantasy Football. We're going to jump into this segment, and it's going to be kind of, pardon the interruption style, it's just going to be us shouting at each other for about 20 minutes. So, let us know what you think if you like this format of the show. Sam, you ready to get into it?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Ready?
0: Oh. Sam, why don't you start us off with your first silly, stupid prediction of the of the so, week?
1: We got to see DeAndre Swift bust out two touchdowns this last week, and I think he's going to do it again. I always talk about cream rising to the top, that he is clearly the most talented running back in Detroit. Matt Patricia just has to stop pretending to be Bill Belichick for a second and let the big dog eat. Two touchdowns this week, again, for DeAndre Swift against the hapless Atlanta defense.
0: (laughs) Oh, my Atlanta Falcons. Anyways, I'm going to jump on that. Atlanta Falcons are just brutally awful. Every week this week, they've given up a top 12 quarterback performance. And in half of those, they've given up a top six. I'm going a little higher. I think Matt Stafford on the, on the back of DeAndre Swift and Kenny Galladay is going to finish as a top five quarterback this week. He's most likely available on your waiver wires. I think you can stream him. Anyone against Atlanta is a stream worthy of a quarterback stream of the week.
1: Well, that's fair enough. You think he's going to finish in the top five. I think that Kyle Allen of Washington football's football footballs is going to outscore Pat Mahomes this week.
0: Well, yeah. then. Yeah. That is, wow. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted, but I got one even better. Evan Engram, the guy that's been a bane to a lot of fantasy managers existences, who's had great years in the past, who's been just absolutely terrible. He explodes this week on Thursday. And you know how I feel about Thursday night football. So I Danny not- Dimes, you believe in Danny Dimes getting Evan Engram the ball? I believe in Danny Dimes this week. I think he makes it happen. Evan Ingram, he's been trying to get more involved. This is the week that you holding on to Evan Ingram finally pays off.
1: You know what I think about tight ends? I think that Darren Fells is going to be a top three tight end in fantasy points this week against Green Bay. I don't know how much he's going to score. The sky's the limit, but I think that Watson keys in on his top tight end. And I don't think that Green Bay has a chance to stop him. I think he's going to score,
0: score, score. So you're taking Darren Fells as the Gronkowski of this week. I'm taking Darren Fells as the Gronk of this week. I can appreciate that one turnaround that i'm excited about joe burrow has looked with tremendous potential this this year and i'm expecting potential to finally pop out this week against the browns joe burrow throws three touchdowns it's going to be a nice high scoring affair against the browns say what you want about the browns defense and the pressure they're going to provide joe burrow is going to get it done they're going to be down he's going to have to throw if you've got cincinnati wide receivers you fire up your Cincinnati wide receivers because Joe Burrow is going to be throwing the ball 40 plus times and he's going to be having a big game.
1: You know what I think about that awful prediction? I think you're absolutely right. I've got AJ Green showing us that it's not 2020. It's more like 2015. I see AJ Green scoring 120 yards and a touchdown this week against Cleveland, kind of bringing back the idea. Is he is he still AJ Green? I think so, at least this week.
0: I mean, I heard he had a... Uh before this this prediction of yours, I heard he had a uh, sponsorship with Tide because I heard he was washed. Ha! ha. Oof. Terrible Oof. punter. Terrible. Oof. Anyways, other terrible defensive matchups. I'm going A.J. Brown. He came back, and he came back in a big way. He faces Pittsburgh this week. You might want to hey, look I at You might want to look at sitting near Titans besides Derrick Henry, but I think you could fire up A.J. Brown with all the confidence in the world. A hundred-yard game with a touchdown. Tannehill looks like the real deal. I think they give this stout Pittsburgh defense some stuff to think about this week.
1: And, you know, the New York football giants haven't exactly been a fantastic defense, but they have been able to shut down the run pretty well. A couple of former Green Bay Packers linebackers there plugging up the run. Even so, I still see my man, Boston Scott, running for over 100 yards and a touchdown this week. Miles Sanders is going to be sitting with a potential knee injury. We don't know. The MRI hasn't come back yet, but I think that with him gone,
0: Boston Scott is going to go running crazy, hitting those spin moves. Speaking of crazy, we talked about it earlier, the... Texans wide receiver situation, Brandon Cook's lackluster first couple weeks. I know I dropped him because I got tired of waiting for him to come around. But the last two weeks with Bill O'Brien gone, he is a locked and loaded wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside for the rest of the season. Watch Deshaun Watson rest of the season, rest of the season. Deshaun Watson will finally live up to his draft capital. You're drafting him in the fourth, fifth rounds and redrafts. He's been disappointing. He's been a lot better the past two weeks. Who knew the problem was Bill O'Brien? Seems like a trend happening in the NFL. But Brandon Cooks, locked and loaded, arrest the rest of season. Put him in your lineups when they're not on by. So you're saying the timing
1: is there. You're saying that the quarterback receiver, uh, keying in there and actually coming to fruition. I think that you're on the the right track, but maybe got the wrong guys because. I've got a different uh, receiver quarterback duo hooking up, and that's going to be Rob Gronkowski finishing in the top six for tight end scoring in fantasy this season. He's going to have a stellar second half. Tom in Tampa Bay is going to push that team into the playoffs, and it's going to be on the back of Big Gronk catching footballs, doing touchdown spikes, and just looking like a bro.
0: Awesome. I've got two more here for you. I'm going with your guy, Trey Burton. He's on bye this week, but I firmly believe if you got a spot to stash him on your bench, he's going to be as tight end start going forward. Probably finishes in the top 15 with how awful a tight end landscape has been. But I think if you have the ability and you have the space to stash Trey Burton on your bench during his bye week, absolutely should. He's going to be a great option to start going forward
1: but if you need a guy to start this week uh we know tyler higby was the go-to guy a lot of people drafted him out of uh the la rams but i think this week specifically it's actually going to be gerald everett doing all the damage i've got him predicted a very precise 89 yards and a touchdown uh i think there's a little bit of uh dallas goddard syndrome going on in uh, la and i think that this week specifically everett is going to be the one who feasts
0: and speaking of feasting, my last one here. It's kind of a, a deep one, especially if you're in like a 14-team big best spot. I'm going Kendrick Bourne out of San Francisco. I know you're thinking, well, Debo's back, and they've got Brandon Ayukin, like Kendrick Bourne, for some reason, sees a lot of the red zone if you're not named George Kittle. And I think if you need just a quick plug and play, if you're a wide receiver hurt, if you're in need of a a flex that you can't find someone better, Kendrick Bourne will hit pay dirt. He'll find the end zone against New England. He's drawing the least amount of coverage. And for some reason, looks like Jimmy G truly trusts that man on the red zone. I think he's a great option for kind of that last ditch effort dart throw. What do you think, Sam?
1: I think that there's a couple of names on this list that are rostered in very few leagues in standard ESPN format. And if you want to reach down and and find yourself a a waiver wire flyer this week during some of the bigger bye weeks, you could do worse than picking up guys like Kendrick Bourne, Darren Fells. Uh, Boston Scott's gonna get picked up because of Miles Sanders' injury, but there there's a handful of names here who you could probably look to kinda to hone in on and maybe a couple you could trade for that might do well for the rest of the season.
0: And last thing we'll leave you with, just because it's, you know, it, we'd be remiss without mentioning it. Jamichael Hasty from the 49ers. Great waiver wire pickup. If you can't get the big ones like we talked about, Boston Scott, that kind of thing, Hasty is going to be a good option, especially with Raheem Mostert being down, going to be on the IR for at least three plus weeks. High ankle sprains are hard to come back from. Just ask Christian McCaffrey how his is going. So if you have Jerick McKinnon, you're probably playing him this week against the Patriots. It's a bit awkward because it's against the Patriots, but. Jamichael Hastie will see some playtime. If you're running back starved because all the running backs are being injured, he's not a bad option to have to plug in in a very, very tight pinch.
1: Now, we got a little bit of time left on the episode here. We got through that a little quicker than I expected. So I just kind of want to run down this next uh, week of games. Uh, we can kind of go back and forth on uh, who do we think is uh, just going to win? Just quick predictions on uh, win or loss, starting with uh, New York at Philadelphia. Who do you got there on Thursday night?
0: I mean, Philly looked good against a, a much better offensively Baltimore team. I have to go with Philly because I don't think the Giants can get it done, but they're going to make it fun.
1: I would have to agree with you there. Uh, now we got Detroit at your Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I mean, you off. know who
0: I'm going to pick. It's you got to go with Atlanta? I think they're going to have a similar performance that they had last week. Detroit's going to, again, make it competitive, but I firmly believe that Atlanta will at least eke out the W.
1: I'm with you on that one. I think this one's going to be a fantastic fantasy game because with a lack of defenses on both sides, this is going to be a, this is going to be a scoring affair. Start all your players at that one, but I do think Atlanta uh, has the chance to come out on the better half of that one. Uh, another battle for Ohio is we got Cleveland at Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. I mean, I made my prediction Joe Burrow three touchdown game. I firmly believe that that leads the Bengals to the upset victory over the Browns. I got another
1: prediction there. I think that Baker Mayfield does not finish this game. Uh he looks a little dinged up and if this goes how I think it's going to go, uh he's he's not looked great when he's fully healthy. So with him not at 100%, he's he's been throwing picks, he's been looking pretty bad and I think this is another one where Cleveland uh Cleveland's going to have to figure out what to do going into next week. Uh Pittsburgh at Tennessee, this one another barn burner potential.
0: Yeah, I mean I I'm calling it. Like I Tennessee's just on a roll and Pittsburgh didn't look tremendous last week. So I have to, I have to go with the momentum and Tennessee looks like a tough team to beat.
1: Pittsburgh's always struggled on the road. And I think this one's no different. Uh, I think that they're again, they'll be competitive because they've got an uh, outstanding defense and their offense uh, with big Ben back under, under center looks pretty amazing, but it while fun and a good game to watch, I think it is Tennessee's game to take Uh, Carolina at new Orleans.
0: Yeah, man, like it's, Carolina's looked good. The defense has looked inspired, but New Orleans is—it's just too good. Like Camara, Thomas should be back this week if he doesn't punch anybody else. So I can't—I can't pick against the Saints in this particular game.
1: I'm going to go against you on this one just to be different. I'm going to say that uh, Teddy Bridgewater has got this Carolina team humming. And I think that uh, they're gonna they're gonna come out and they're gonna surprise New Orleans. They're gonna score early. They're gonna put New Orleans behind the eight ball. Uh, can't guard Mike's gonna feast on some late game uh, throws to him to try to come back into this one. But I think this one's uh, the balls in Carolina's court to keep the momentum rolling. I can appreciate that. Uh, Buffalo at New York is pretty obvious, but tell me why Buffalo has been struggling lately.
0: They just, they're having a hard time establishing the run, and Josh Allen just looks a bit uncomfortable with where his receivers are going. Not sure if it's like a miscue. Him and Diggs look like they're on the same page, but you can't just have one receiver. Uh, you got to be able to spread the ball around successfully. It looks like they're just not having a good time establishing the run, which is why I thought that Buffalo would be in on the left bell sweepstakes. But perhaps they just didn't offer him enough money or he wanted to go to KC to win that win that ring.
1: That's what it sounded like. I think obviously Buffalo in this one is the clear favorite to win, but they've got to they've got to show us in this game. This is one of those college games where you got to win by sixty just to prove that you belong in the yeah, top. You got,
0: you got but, to show your you still got it. So I, I think that Buffalo's got to get it done, but Buffalo will get it done.
1: Uh, so then we got the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Football. Washington's. I mean, what do you
0: think? I'll let you go first on this one.
1: Uh, on this one, I've got uh, I've got Washington. I don't care <laughs> who they start under center. Uh, I think that Dallas is that bad right now. Is is. Andy Dalton looked terrible. I know in the preseason we were flirting with the idea of Dalton taking over for Dak because we were just not sold on Dak's potential as a top five quarterback. Uh, I think that Andy Dalton last last week. Granted, it was it's early on. He just got under under center for this team. But come on, man, that was embarrassing. And I think that the embarrassment continues. I see the Washington Football Washingtons uh, showing that they're on the come up.
0: Yeah, I was going to try to be different. I thought you were going to pick Dallas, but I'm looking at Washington as well, being like the defense is deceptively good and Dalton was just obviously bad. So I, I see the Washington football. Washington's taking this one close. And plus this
1: is October. We're, we're approaching on Halloween and I think that Dallas is going to be uh, hiding under the covers from Scary Terry this week. Oh. Uh, Seattle at Arizona should be a really fun game.
0: Absolutely. If Kyler can get over his... Uh... His inaccuracy issue. I think he was nine for twenty-seven uh, yesterday. Which Not was, a
1: fantastic spread, but
0: when yeah, he hit him, he, he made him count. He he absolutely made him count. Christian Kirk, I still hate you for burning me so many years, but I'm going to Seattle. It's hard to bet against Russ. That man is cooking, and Seattle should, in my opinion, take the dub here.
1: Uh, I see Seattle as the team to beat right now. Uh, just in general, they're they're. Looking amazing, and Arizona is going to make it competitive. They're going to make it fun, but I think it is going to come down to Kyler Murray to make or break some plays, and uh, I think that Seattle can potentially rattle him. Uh, now, Kansas City at Denver. Uh, tell me why this one's going to be more competitive than people think.
0: Denver's defense is actually interestingly effective, and and they made that clear against New England, and it, you know, is a very low scoring affair. I don't and think anyone you know,
1: would have thought that losing Von Miller would have really not hurt them as bad as we thought. They're yeah, looking there.
0: They are playing motivated football, uh, but Kansas City's defense is nothing to slouch on either. I, I see this being a more defensive game until Mahomes figures out Denver's defense. I mean, Casey should take it. I believe this is going to be the debut of Lev Bell, so we'll see how effective he is. But uh, Denver might make it closer than you'd think they would, but I'm still going Casey here. Uh, Bold prediction really quick. You mentioned
1: Lev Bell. I see Lev Bell getting less than nine touches, less than 20 yards, and no receptions in this game. I think that fantasy owners who start him are going to be disappointed. Yes, do Uh, not start
0: him this week. They're going to integrate him this week, and they'll unleash him on the Jets in in two weeks' time, for
1: what it's worth, he's not shown great aptitude for picking up playbooks quickly. uh San Francisco at New England, another on paper at the start of the season, this would have been a crazy game, but yeah, why isn't it?
0: You know, it's it's a toughie. Both teams came in with high expectations, and both kind of they they have not been as effective as we anticipated. Obviously, San Francisco dealing with a tremendous amount of injury, and New England just you know trying to figure out Cam being under center, but. Uh, It's going to be a dirty game. I can't imagine it's going to be super high scoring. I still think Kendrick Bourne finds the end zone. I think that might be the key in what should be a possibly close scoring matchup. I got San Francisco just by a hair, 17 to 13.
1: I've got New England. I think that Cam Newton is going to run wild on him. He's going to remind them of what they had when they had Colin Kaepernick against Green Bay back in the day. And uh, Cam Newton's going to lead that rushing attack for New England to a victory. It's going to be a narrow margin. Uh, I'm calling it 2017 New England. Uh, then we've got Jacksonville at Los Angeles chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert's been looking outstanding, making Fantastic. you wonder why they decided to start Tyrod Taylor and honestly give the MVP award to the doctor who punctures lung. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I uh, think the
0: chargers just take this one comfortably. In my opinion, the chargers defense has been good. It's been effective. Yeah. You know, Minshew is starting to regress back to, you know, Minshew mistakes. So mm-hmm. I think start- the chargers finally get that dub for Justin Herbert.
1: And I'm starting the Chargers defense this week. I think they're the streaming defense of the week. Uh, Tampa Bay at Las Vegas. There's a game to watch on primetime Sunday night.
0: I think it's going to be fun. They got two defenses who are sneaky motivated and playing really well, but then two relatively, yeah, obviously Tampa came in with, with all this fanfare offense wise, but Vegas has looked good on offense and this, Could very well be a high-scoring game with two great defenses. I think Henry Ruggs is going to find Pater. He stretches the field like nobody else. I think it's going to be a fun, competitive Sunday night game. Tampa still takes it. The defense is coming off a high of just doing what they did to our beloved Packers, but Tampa looks like a great team right now.
1: I agree, but I still got Las Vegas pulling this one out. I think that Henry Ruggs is going to pull the top off that defense, but I think that Josh Jacobs is going to be the Gruden grinder of that game. Grinding Fourth consecutive
0: out. Ronald Jones 100-yard game. Book it. He gets four in a row. Fair Ronald enough. Jones, I him. still
1: got Las Vegas pulling out a shocker on primetime. Last but not least, Monday, we've got the battle of two of the best pass rushers in the league, Khalil Mack versus Aaron Donald. Uh, who do you got? The Rams or the Bears.
0: I've got the Rams. They were did, they were embarrassed by San Fran, and I fully expect McVeigh to come out with some interesting play calls, and I expect the Rams to give trouble to the. Great Chicago defense, but I fully expect the Rams defense to cause a lot of trouble for Nick Foles in that Chicago offense. I got the Rams taking this one comfortably.
1: Jared Goff has struggled under pressure this year. Specifically, they've been getting the ball out of his hands faster to make sure that he looks comfortable. He's making accurate throws. And I think that this week with, with the secondary of, of Chicago and the pass rush of Chicago, I see Jared Goff under duress, making bad decisions. But I see Nick Foles making worse ones. I've still got the Rams going over uh, as a Packer podcast. I can't, I can't cheer for, for Chicago. You guys know that. So I've still got the Rams here narrowly, but I've got the Rams. Uh, Speaking
0: of Packer podcast, we didn't talk about our hometown team.
1: We didn't talk about our hometown team. We skipped green Bay at Houston for last noon game. Who do you got green Bay? or Houston. I, got, I mean, the answer's pretty Packers.
0: obvious. Like Aaron Rodgers was just embarrassed on, on national television, and that's not going to end well for the Texans. I think the Texans will, you know, make your fantasy day okay. But I fully expect Aaron Rodgers to channel the the dangerous Aaron Rodgers of old, and he's going to go off for three, four touchdowns. He's going to run one in himself, for all we know. It's he's going to make mincemeat of the Texans, and it's going to be fun to watch as a Packer fan.
1: The Packers line is struggling a little bit, but uh, that man, the the one who coined "relax" to everyone and ran the table, I think he's going to watch that tape. He's going to see how he got rattled. He started making bad throws and holding on to the football for too long, and I think that this team's too smart not to come back, understand what they have to do as a team, understand that they're going to be able to run the ball easier on Houston, establishing that run with Aaron Jones, and they're going to come back with a victory. Uh, I do like this as a fun game. This is going to be potentially exciting. Deshaun Watson's going... He- he's never going to get sacked there's there's he's it's not possible the green bay pass rush is not going to get to him uh but uh it should be a fun game from fantasy wise we still got to cheer for the packers as hey this is a packers podcast after all
0: go pack go that's gonna do it for us though this was a nice little micro episode we are trying out a new format let us know in the comments on our facebook page and on twitter if you like this format better than our other tuesday shows we want to thank you sam for joining us it was really good having my you pleasure being here Hope we can have you back in the future. But remember to follow us on Twitter at Techmo Bros on Facebook, Tecmo Bros Fantasy Football. And, of course, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platforms. I was Andy. That was, was Sam. Sam. We'll catch you guys next
1: week. Good luck this week.